0: We're talking real money. Hi,
1: everybody. Welcome to Talking Real Money, where we talk about money, yours, how you spend it, save it, invest it, protect it, deal with it every day of your life. And uh, our goal is to help you become a better investor, to help you spend less, hopefully make more, do it better, easier, more logically, more simply. And within reason, safety-wise. And you are always invited to ask questions, to share comments. We like to hear what you have to say, even if we disagree, at 855-935-TALK. 855-935-8255. I'm Don McDonald. Tom is on vacation this weekend. Um, He'll be back next week what is next? How close are we to Christmas now? <laughs> Let's see. Next week. Oh my gosh. Next week's the last show before Christmas, the last Saturday show. So, a couple of only a couple of days you can call live, and this is one of them. It's every Saturday from noon to two Pacific on Como Radio. Uh, it's three to five Eastern for you guys listening all over the country or who are podcast listeners. 855 935 8255. And we try to help you buy the best stuff. We try to help you. Pick out great investments, the kind of investments that you can just sit back and let them run themselves. And we're not talking about actively managed funds. We don't believe in those. We believe in index products. But there is such a tremendous amount of really terrible advice floating around out there about investing. And, And I don't mean terrible in that they don't know what they're talking about. I mean, these are some very smart people. Very smart people. They're not dumb. I just don't understand why they make these suggestions because they they violate all the rules. I mean, there are some simple rules of investing. And these are things, we talked about this in our interview with, uh, with Robin Wigglesworth, who wrote the book Trillions. There has been a ton of academic research that shows that some very simple things, help you create the best possible portfolio, and that's diversification, proper diversification, paying low fees, as low as you can pay and still get the kind of service and portfolio you need, and rebalancing regularly. Yet everybody still thinks there's some secret fund out there, and these headlines lead you to believe that, like this one in Forbes that says, move up your retirement by decades decades with this three fund portfolio. Now, I think that takes hyperbole to a whole new level by decades. Wow. You better have a portfolio that's doing like 30% a year. If you're going to beat just a regular balanced portfolio, 25 or 30. And what is it? Well, this comes from a gentleman by the name of Michael Foster, who's again, very well-educated guy really is. But he's a picker. And he's suggesting closed-in funds. Now, closed-in funds are kind of tricky. They're mutual funds, but they're, they're never letting in any new capital. So they trade like an ETF. They trade like a stock. And sometimes they trade for more than they're worth at a premium. And sometimes they trade for less than they're worth at a discount. So if you pay a premium for a closed-in fund and it goes back to just being normal, you can lose money just doing that. But he's all about dividends. This guy's all about dividends. Now, dividends dividends are fine. But really, the, the bottom line is, what are these things making? And how much are they costing you to do it? And how much risk are they taking to do it? And the three funds he suggests, the three closed-in funds, one we've talked about many times. Its ticker symbol is USA. And that is the Liberty All-Star Equity Fund. And it pays a ridiculous dividend, a ridiculous dividend of about 10%. How do they do it? Well, they don't get a dividend. They just sell stuff and give you money. Their their average annual return over the past 15 years, this is dividends plus any capital gains, 9.5%. Well, that's less than the S&P 500. And they do it. They do it for a mere 1.02% per year. Whoa, whoa, wait. 1.02% per year. If I get a really diversified portfolio, let's say I just get that dull, boring VT, Uh, That thing returned about, well, over 15 years. More than that. It doesn't have a 15-year track record. But what do they charge? What do they charge? They charge .08. And after the break, let me share two more with you.
0: Tom and Don are talking real money.
1: Tom and I created Vestory to help everyone become a better investor, even those who will never be clients. Let one of our advisors help you start your financial plan or solve a money problem free with no obligation or high pressure sales pitch at Vestory.com. V E S T O R Y.com.
0: Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money.
1: Please call us at 855, please call us, please call me at eight five five nine three five 935 talk 855-935-8255. I'm Don McDonald. Tom's on vacation and um, talking about an article I read in Forbes entitled Move Up Your Retirement by Decades with This Three-Fund Portfolio by Michael Foster, and he talks about three closed-in funds. The first one was Liberty All-Star Equity, which actually has made less then the dividend it pays out, which is kind of magical. And and because they pay it about a 10% dividend, but the stocks in their portfolio are Alphabet, Amazon, whatever Facebook's called now. Uh, and, and none of these pay big dividends. None of them. They're just paying out money, just paying out principal. The next one is a municipal bond closed-end fund. Tax-free, get this, about 4.5%. <laughs> Now, you know, right off the bat, there's got to be something wrong, right? How do you get a tax-free 4.5%? Well, you do it by having a lot of junk in the portfolio. Just under half of the portfolio is very low quality. And if you you drop triple B in there, it's about 70% of the portfolio is lower quality bonds. And they have an expense ratio. For a bond fund of 0.98, 1%. And finally, he picks a real estate investment trust, which is a trust of trusts. It's another closed-in fund. And um, what's the name of that one? I forgot. Cohen and Steers, quality income. And they have about a 6% yield,
2: which isn't outrageous.
1: But they charge 2.2% per year to run the fund. And it's a fund of REITs. They're not going out buying property. They're just buying REITs like Vanguard does for 0.12%. Now, both of the funds have done very well. Uh, one making over 30, the other making over 40. The, 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 the Cohn and Steers has done better, but it also takes more risk in doing so. And this is the point. There's no magic. Risk and return are absolutely linked to each other. The higher the return on an investment, the more risky it is going to be. The higher the fees on a product, the more risk they have to take. It's simple. And it's absolute. Oh, there may be times when one does better than the other because it was in a better place at a better time. But higher returns require taking more risk. And higher fees require taking more risk. 855-935-TALK. Uh, that's our phone number here at Talking Real Money. And Sam, it's your turn. Welcome to the show.
3: Hi, Don, and thank you very much.
1: Thank you. For what
3: you do here. Hey, my question is, I've had my brothers for their kids set up custodial accounts. I, have, I work for a company that... Was very good and gave us lots of stock and options and whatever. And I've donated it to the children, and I want them to convert it to like the total market because it's that Fidelity. Mm-hmm. Who is responsible for the taxes? Is it the child or the parent who's the custodian? <laughs> what well, if they do that? Well, I it it, de- it to the, the total market.
1: It, it depends. I mean, you can have if a kid you you can file a return for a child, but. The, <laughs> the the ultimate responsibility is going to fall on the parents, of course. Okay. How, how much? Well, but but here's the deal. Good. How old are the children?
3: Oh, some are five, some are two, some are in their teens. Yes.
1: And how big is the capital gain going to be?
3: Uh, a,
1: lot. <laughs> a lot, a lot. Okay, because <laughs> it's there is a limit. I'm trying to remember what it is. Kids, you don't have to report under a certain amount. Um I gotta I gotta go to the IRS and actually look this up because I haven't talked about it in so long. Um it sounds like that that yeah, it sounds like the child will have to file a tax return. Um it, because they're gonna they're gonna have more than it's I think it's eleven thousand. And I don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure. So I'm pretty sure it's going to have to be on the child. The child is going to have to file a return for the year. <laughs> I think if this is time. This is the time. There are certain times in life when an accountant is an absolute necessity, and when you have huge capital gains, adult or child, it's probably time. Okay.
3: Okay. Okay, well, I thank you very, very much. You're very I, uh, welcome. Thanks. I love your show. Thank yes, you. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate the call.
1: Merry Merry Christmas to you too. I I uh, that one hasn't come up in a while, but I'm trying to remember what the number was. I think it was eleven thousand. I I'm pulling it out of my out of my ear. Uh Brian, it's your turn. Welcome to the show.
4: Uh, good
1: afternoon, Don. Hi, Brian. What's so, up?
4: Um, I am one of those people that is being. Um retiring early, but not necessarily by choice at age sixty one mhm I uh, had intended to work until i was sixty seven but there's a medical issue okay um my question is, I have a mortgage at for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars at two point nine nine percent okay, and I have two hundred and twelve thousand dollars in a taxable account. Uh, comprised of mostly of the Jenny May fund at Vanguard, along with some of the 25 target date fund. Okay. Should I take that taxable account and pay down the mortgage Mm-mm. and then no. I'll have a mortgage for about three years?
1: No. 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 No, for a couple of reasons. One, you said that you're retiring early. Uh, because of a health issue. Well, when you have health issues, liquidity is critical. You need liquidity. You need the ability to get at that money quickly in case something happens with your health. And you've got to have a bunch of money very quickly for some sort of a care situation or whatever it might be. So the other thing is, is a 2.99% interest is far less mm-hmm. than you are likely to make in a target date fund far less even the most conservatives target date fund long term should not make less than three percent per year on average over a over a five or ten year period it just shouldn't unless we have the worst market ever and yeah and even even in that case a 2025 target date is very conservative i almost always almost always vote for liquidity overpaying down a mortgage because it gives you greater flexibility should other things happen that you didn't anticipate just like this. You had to retire early because of something you didn't anticipate. So I like keeping your powder dry and your options open. So no, I would not do it. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it very much. We'll be back.
0: 855-935-TALK. Tom and Don are talking real money
1: is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis. But don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at vestory.com. No sales pitch guaranteed. That's V E S T O R Y.com.
0: For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money.
1: Life is filled Filled with financial dilemmas and issues and problems and concerns and you need some place you can turn. We will be that place for you. You can call us at 855-935-TALK anytime. I'm Don McDonald. Tom Cox on vacation in Mexico. Enjoying the sun. Which we kind of have in Florida too. 855-935-8255. Eric, you're up next. Welcome to the show.
3: Love the show! Love Thank what you, you guys are are doing. You make investing fun.
1: Thank you very much. So appreciate that. So I have a uh,
3: kind of a unique question, um, and this is really probably for the audience that is more conservative, like myself, and, and went and did your test online and rates super low, or excuse me, like like a fifty.
1: Uh, that's pretty uh, conservative. Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. risk averse.
3: I, I want your expertise. Okay. Yes. Yeah, very risky. And I've done like real estate. You know, you get the income, you get the capital appreciation, the tax mm-hmm. appreciation, all that stuff. But but now it's so hard to find property and wanting to be in the market, not trying to get into the prediction business with the market. But what are your thoughts? And I hear this on your show a lot where people have a decent lump sum of money mm-hmm. and they don't want to lose principal. They want the whole, They want it all and, you know, no risk, of course.
1: But right. what about this? I no, know, that's, where, that's human nature. You, know,
3: you latter seat
1: I want the it same hurts. thing. I want the same thing. I want to make ten percent per year, and I don't want any risk.
3: <laughs> exactly. So here's for for us risk averse people, which seems like a lot of us. That you you'd sit on your show. I think you guys said there's trillions on the sideline just sitting in banks and mm-hmm. not doing anything. So with that idea in mind, what if a thought? What if you're the latter CDs, maybe bonds, and take all that income and invest it in the market with a you know maybe a Vanguard VT. Little, a little more risk, but not really affecting your principal and maybe run those latter CDs bonds out longer and your principal protected for the most part, and then run that for 10 years. Obviously, it's not going to be as good as if you put your million dollar or whatever you have on the sideline. Right. Uh, what are your thoughts with that?
1: Here's the problem with doing anything like this is it still is a form of market timing, because you're better off in than out because of the fact of the, the just the overall growth of the economy. You're better off being in than out. I would rather see you start off with a portfolio that was 20% in a VT and 80% in a BND or a ladder of CDs, if that's your preference, but I would not want to see you totally out of the market to begin. Now, as your fixed income money grows, as it you're talking about basically the same thing, but starting off in the market rather than out, because if you start off out, you're saying, I think the market's going to go down. I'm betting it's going to go down. And so I'm going to buy it slowly. Well, people have yeah. been betting since 2009 that the market was going to go down a bunch and do it for a while. Mm -hmm. They've been consistently wrong. You could be wrong for the next two or three years, and you're going to kick yourself. However, if you have a portfolio that's 80% fixed income, whether it's a laddered CD or, or the Vanguard Total Bond Index or a short intermediate treasury, you see, you're not looking at the money you're going to make or not make from the bonds. The bonds are just there to keep you psychologically grounded because you need to look at your portfolio as one entity and go, oh, well, the market's way down, but look, I'm only down 5%. Right. I'm right. not going to panic because I'm only down five percent for my whole portfolio. Even though your stock portion may be down fifty, because you only have right. a little bit there, your whole never ever. The biggest mistake we all make as investors is looking at the pieces and parts. Right. Never look at the pieces. When I go to my right. Schwab statement, the only line I ever look at is the top one on my electronic statement that says how much money I have. That's all, because that's the number that matters. The rest of them are details, extraneous. So I would rather see you start 2080, 3070. If you're a 50, you could even probably go 3070. But start 2080. Say you're more conservative than that because you sound more conservative than that. But at least get started with money in the market and remember if you're in vt you're in the u.s and international so you have more diversification
0: tom and don are talking real money
1: a second opinion could save your life either physically or fiscally let one of our vestry advisors help you save your future at Vestory.com, v-e-s-t-o-r-y.com
0: cloudy skies seeing some sun breaks right now 47 in seattle we're talking real
1: money and and i forgot to turn my mic on and we still have lots of time lots of time and lines open at 855-935-TALK i talked and then i realized i wasn't hearing me and then i looked over and my red button wasn't on so i turned it on that was my fault 855-935-TALK that's the number 855-935-8255 to talk real money on interestingly enough talking real money Barbara, you're up. Welcome to Talking Real Money.
4: Hello, Don. Hi, Barbara. Um, please be uh, um, please be patient with me because I don't understand a lot about investing. Not huh? much at all.
1: No, no, no. Um, I I I like helping people who don't understand it.
4: <laughs> that's your that's your business. That's my business. Okay. Um. Do you do you, do you recommend ETFs?
1: I like ETFs. Yes, ma'am. I do. I think the concept is sound. Um, I, of course, being a, a big coward, don't like new products initially, and so I'm very skeptical. I'm a, I'm a skeptic. I, don't, I, I think Wall Street invents mm-hmm. more bad stuff than it does good stuff. But in the case of ETFs, mm-hmm. the more I've learned over the years, the more I like them. I think they're sound products constructs. Uh, the, the tax advantages are terrific. And as long as you're dealing with well-diversified index ETFs, they can, they trade inexpensively. They have low fees. It's just really, they're, a, they're a good vehicle. Yeah. So generally I like them, but now the devil gets into the details. Do I hate some? Yeah. What's your situation?
4: Um, I'm older and, um, I'm conservative mm-hmm. and is this, Something that would be good for an older person who's conservative.
1: Okay. This is one of the issues, and and this is not you. This is the system. The system has convinced all of us, and I was as guilty of this as anyone, that we want to look for the right product. But we don't. Mm -hmm. We're starting at the end. The last thing you do when you are wanting to invest is consider the product into which you'll put your money. What you have to do is figure out what you want your money to do for you first. So the question starts with, one, how much do you have to invest?
4: Mm -hmm.
1: Then what do I want that money to do for me? How much, what, what do I need it to do? What do I need this money to either generate an income or provide for some future need or whatever it might be? What do I need it to do? And then how much risk am I willing to take to get there? Okay. And finally, how much risk do I actually need to take to get there? Oh. Because they're two different things. You may say, okay, I have a million dollars. And I need it to generate $80,000 of income in five years. Well, <laughs> that's not going to be easy to pull off. And oh, and I don't <laughs> want to take any risk. Well, you're going to have to take risk or you're going to have to lower the income you want. Right. But the product is, okay. is not that important because when it comes right down to it, you're only going to be dealing with a very few products. We make this so product-centric, and that's because Wall Street does, because mm-hmm. they're always inventing new products. But really, the the products that you will use will be very limited. That's why on our website, we we just have three kinds of funds that we suggest. There's a U.S. equity fund, an international equity fund, and a fixed income fund, either in a fund or in an ETF. Because once you know that, okay. then you figure out your ratio. Okay, I uh-huh. I am a moderate risk taker. And you, when you determine that the right portfolio for you is 50% stocks, 50% bonds, because you cannot stand a year where you lose any more than about 20 25%. You just can't, t- mm-hmm. you couldn't tolerate it. So that would mean you take half of your stock money and you put it in a U.S. index ETF the other half of your stock money in an international index ETF, and then the other half of the total sum into a intermediate term, high quality bond ETF. That's it. So you see the product is easy. It's the other stuff that's hard. So you got to figure out what you need, what you want it to do for you. And um, then... Go to TalkingRealMoney.com. Go to TalkingRealMoney.com, too, and take the risk quiz. Barbara, thanks for the call. Eight five five nine three five 935 talk Give me a call right now.
0: Tom and Don are talking real money.
1: A second opinion could save your life either physically or fiscally. Let one of our Vestry advisors help you save your future at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com.
0: Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Yeah,
1: you can call us 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at 855-935-talk, 855-935-8255. Um I'm I think I'm a pretty smart person. I, people have told me that. You know, when I was a kid, I was you know, in the gifted stuff and all. I, I'm a smart person. I've been talking about money on the radio now for Oh my gosh, thirty-three years, something like that. It's like I think I know what I'm talking about most of the time. I'm, I mean, I'm not always right, but I try. Well, you know, I was reading that Coinbase article. I read it in the previous hour or the previous day's podcast, and you know about about uh, cryptocurrencies and how they're so misunderstood. Well, there was another article that just caught my attention. So during the breaks, I was I was reading it because the article. It's entitled, Five Ways to Earn Passive Income, oh, income's nice, from NFTs. You know, you know what an NFT is? <laughs> Some of you do. Most of you probably don't. It is a non-fungible token. <laughs> what does that mean? I'm not even going to try I don't have time. I don't have time. Non-fungible tokens. It's part of the crypto industry. And it's where you can buy things like the Rainbow Cat video for millions of dollars. Uh, We did it on one of our recent podcasts, talked a little bit about them. You can see some pictures of NFTs on there. But this article talks about how you can, see, it's getting more complicated. So you don't just buy non-fungible tokens anymore. No, no, no. You can create passive income by renting out your NFT. Wait a minute. So you got something that doesn't really exist and you can rent it to someone else for real money. <laughs> do, you, do you take only crypto or do you take like dollars for that? But that was one of the things and it's, these, it's not that any of these are good ideas. I am not sharing this because I think you should do any of this because it all sounds silly to me. It's what, what <laughs> the reason I'm reading this is because of, of a paragraph or actually two paragraphs like this. Now, clear your mind. See if you can understand this. This is an article in a publication called Coindesk. The suggestion is to, to earn income that you adopt NFT powered yield farming. Now, of course, we all know what that is, right? Right, here's, here's what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, sorry, I can hardly read this with a straight face. Because NFTs non-fungible tokens, are fast becoming a core component of AMMs – I'll define that for you – automated market makers, users can now farm for yields using NFT-powered products. Yield farming refers to the method of leveraging multiple DeFi protocols in order to generate the highest possible yield with the digital assets you have. And then they gave an example above. From the example above, the LP NFT tokens issued as liquidity provider tokens on Uniswap can further be used as collateral or staked on other protocols to earn additional yields. Think of it as earning a yield on top of another yield generating protocol. And I guess that's because Uniswap v3. <laughs> This is Another direct quote, Uniswap V3, the automated market maker, will issue an ERC721 token, which is also known as an LP NFT, that details your share of the total amount locked in the pool. Other information etched into the NFT is the token pair you deposited, the token symbols, and the pool's address. Doesn't it make you just want to rush right out and buy some NFTs? Non-fungible tokens. Oh, in the last last paragraph. This is the best advice of the whole article. I don't even know what the rest of it meant. No idea what any of that meant except NFT. And I'm not even sure what those are yet. Except I know there's a rainbow cat. Final paragraph of the article. This was by an Andrei Serginkov. Sir Serginkov? I don't know. Note, however... That NFTs and the underlying smart contract technology is still relatively new. As such, many of the applications providing the opportunities highlighted in this article are in their formative stage. In light of this, it is advisable to carry out due diligence and understand the risks involved before adopting any of the above listed strategies. <laughs> Your due diligence should probably be a four-year course on what the heck are they talking about. Eight five five nine three five talk is our phone number. You can also send questions in at TalkingRealMoney.com. You can call them in, but you can send them in. You can speak them in on TalkingRealMoney.com, and then we'll answer them on shows or podcasts like this.
2: Hello, Tom and Don. Hi. I was going over the Schwab Market Track All Equity Portfolio, uh, SWEGX. <clears throat> uh, I got a question for you. It's almost mirrors the Paul Merriman 10 fund portfolio to a T, in fact, for Schwab funds. A uh, little pricey at 0.53. My question to you guys, is this an appropriate long-term investment, mixing it with a bond fund. And if not, maybe you guys could make a suggestion of another fund that would be just as appropriate. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate what you guys do. Um, Take it easy. My name's Andrew.
1: Thanks. Thanks, Andrew. I'm glad you called because I've never heard of this fund. So I looked it up. And you're right. It does look a lot like Paul's very diversified portfolio. We've got U.S. large growth, U.S. large value, international large growth, international large value, international or U.S. small, U.S. small value, emerging markets. It's really pretty similar. Not identical, but it's pretty darn similar. But the thing is, it's a fund of index funds. But here's what gives me the just the slightest concern. This is my hesitation. It's a fund of index funds, but it's an actively managed fund of index funds, thus the higher expense ratio, because the portfolio itself, the index funds themselves probably cost in total 15 or 20 basis points. So they're tacking on an extra 30 basis points or so to pay for the management where they're trying to reallocate the the portfolio. And... It's heavy S&P 500, which really doesn't make it like Paul's. Um, is it okay? Yes, it's actively managed. It's a little expensive. I don't know that you need to make it that complicated. What you could probably do is, and and this is a suggestion of Paul. Paul is, has often suggested just getting an, a target date fund that's appropriate for your age and risk tolerance and then adding to that a small cap value fund um that's two funds and i can't imagine it's going to be much different and it is going to be certainly less expensive thanks for the calls thanks for the questions thanks for being there uh we're going to take a break we'll be right back 855-935-TALK is the number 247.
0: Tom and Don are talking real money.
1: Tom and I created Vestry to help everyone become a better investor, even those who will never be clients. Let one of our advisors help you start your financial plan or solve a money problem free with no obligation or high-pressure sales pitch at Vestory.com, V E S T-O-R-Y.com.
0: For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money.
1: And... We've got a big deal coming up, our first live event since COVID, literally since COVID. In February next year, we're holding a both in-person and virtual retire meet at the Maidenbauer Center in Bellevue and, of course, online. And right now, if you get your tickets before the end of the year, you save $5 a person, and it includes all kinds of stuff. Breakfast, great lunch, great lunch, server, great lunch. Plus, lots of great people. Apollo Lupescu from Dimensional Funds, Herb Weisbaum, the consumer man, Tom, me, lots of other people talking about all kinds of important retirement stuff. Go get your tickets now at retiremeet.com.